Tips to be a perfect mother from two people who aren't mothers. Yes. <laughs> Number one, get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for tips to how to be a mother. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Welcome to another episode of Audio Shelf. Today, we're going to be covering the book, The Perfect Mother by Amy Malloy, the narrator. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. I know, one. me too. Ah! The narrator is Kristen Milioti. Is that how you pronounce her name? I M- thought it was Melody. Melody. No, Milioti. You think, said it. I said it. I you said it. You had yes, a flow. You had a The publisher is Harper Audio. The audiobook release date was May 1st, 2018. That was like last month. Yes. Pretty brand new. The duration was nine hours and 25 minutes. And the genre... Is fiction and literature, suspense, contemporary women. If this is motherhood, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us in the studio is Pony. Yes, uh, I lost my keys and freaked out for a little bit today, so I couldn't leave my apartment. So Brad came over to my house. So we might sound a little different. Might a little be more a little echoey because we're not in a basement today. Yeah. We're in a living room with an annoying bird and a dog that likes to not settle down. Girl, I had to chase that bird down. He did. I spit on it, too. He committed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't spit on the bird, but I spit, spit in the tree. in the direction. Yeah, in the direction. I was like, poo, you know? Yeah. So, but it, it wasn't as loud. No, it wasn't. It stopped chirping. Mm-hmm. You chirping and a warping. <laughs> oh, Alyssa Edwards. Oh, our queen. <laughs> so tell us what this book is about. Yes. So we got today's summary from Goodreads. Oh, that's different. It is. It actually gives a little bit more yeah. of a description. I like me some Goodreads summaries. Mm-hmm. Me too. So they call themselves the May Mothers, a collection of new moms who give birth in the same month. Well, they gave birth. But that was me not reading correctly. (laughs) Twice a week, with strollers in tow, they get together in Prospect Park, seeking refuge from the isolation of new motherhood, sharing the fears, joys, and anxieties of their new child-centered lives. Mm, Sounds boring. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's why they need to go to a park. When the group's members agree to meet for drinks at a hip local bar, they have in mind a casual evening of fun, a brief break from their daily routine. But on this sultry 4th of July night, sultry? Ooh, and 4th of July is like right around the corner. During the hottest summer in Brooklyn's history, something goes terrifyingly wrong. One of the babies is abducted from his crib. (laughs) Look at this dog. (laughs) He just freaked him the F out. Winnie, a single mom, was reluctant to leave six-week-old Midas with a babysitter. It's a Midas touch. Who's going to name their child Midas? Let's be real. Isn't that a tire company? I thought so. Um, but the May mothers insisted that everything would be fine. Now Midas is missing. 
The police are asking disturbing questions, and Winnie's very private life has become fodder for a ravenous media. Hmm, what's the word fodder mean? Though none of the other <laughs> members in the group are close to the reserved Winnie, three of them will go to increasingly risky lengths to help her find her son. And as the police bungle, 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 <laughs> what you just call me? Can you use it in a sentence, please? Besides <laughs> this one, country of origin, something. I am bungle. Not- that sounds like a big jungle. <laughs> That's it. <sighs> Police bungle the investigation and the media begin to scrutinize the mothers in the days that follow. Damaging secrets are exposed, marriages are tested, and friendships are formed and fractured. Ooh, alliances are drawn. I wonder if there's any more. Did, was there any more? I think that's it. Oh, 13 oh, yeah. days, an unexpected twist. Ooh. Mm. Mm. That wasn't really necessary. No, that wasn't. But <laughs> it's all right. I read it still. <laughs> so what did you think about Kristen Meliotti's performance? Oh, I loved her Can, so we, much. We had to tell them where she's from. Yes. Okay. So she's from How to Get a... How to get, a, how to get how to away get with, with your murder. mother. <laughs> She's from How I Met Your Mother. And she played the mother in a disastrous final season. Oh, my where God. Her talents were not utilized properly. No. And he ends up with Robin, which he should have just did in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Then we wouldn't have had to waste nine years. Exactly. But she was also in the very short lasted season with Ben Feldman it was called From A to Z. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I loved that little show. It was so cute. Yes. And then she was also in the Star Trek-esque episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Where yes. she plays a new hire programmer who becomes the interest of her boss. Mm. And it's very creepy. Yes. So thank you, Kristen Meliotti, for doing an audiobook that yes. we can we – can, you know, review. I was so surprised when it came up to be her yes. when I typed in her name because, oh my God, who did I think she was? So there was somebody, ugh, I'm trying to think. I'll I'll maybe think of it later. She reminded me so much of Christy Carlson Romano. Ooh. Like doing all of the different voices and, but not really though. Uh-huh. Because she, did, I mean, there were different characters that she did especially the british voice and different types of you know the there is a southern voice but it was still her you knew it was her but it was classic it was it was smooth and it was perfection yeah i agree she has a really really great voice and i would love to hear her in any other audiobook too like i could just listen to audiobooks by her all mm-hmm. the time i and i just did not expect her to be yeah an I was audiobook like, narrator. I was like, what? What? Like, that was, oh, that was the gag of the season. The gag of the season. Oh my gosh. Man. So what did you think about her pacing since this is her first audiobook by is her? It? I don't know if it's her first audiobook. But it's ours. But it's Which ours. Yes, yeah, our first audiobook. What did you think about it? I thought it was fantastic. Seriously, and I'm not just pulling everybody's chain here. Mm-hmm. She did an amazing job. She really did. Like, I cannot get over it. My favorite voice that she did was Nell's. Yeah. Because it was, come on now. At first, I was like, oh, that's not a good British accent. The first time she spoke. Mm-hmm. But then when I got into the character and I found out more about Nell's life, 
I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. And it wasn't the best British voice, but for the character, it was. Right. And you figure out why, no spoilers in this episode, but like you figure out why maybe her British accent isn't as, you know, Britishy as one would think. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the same feelings for Francie's country accent. Yes. In the beginning, it was a little bit shaky about like, okay, is she committing to this country accent mm-hmm. or is she just kind of like peppering it in every now and then for certain words? Yeah. But it definitely seemed like as the book went on, she fell more in a sort of like rhythm with Francie that mm-hmm. like allowed her to really show off that countryside. Yeah. Because each character, each of the trio of character, there was Nell, Colette, and Francie, Francine, um, were different characters. Mm-hmm. Colette didn't have an accent. It was yeah. just kind of a higher pitch sound. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I noticed when we would get the quote-unquote Winnie, Winnie head narratives. Yes. The voice was deeper. It was deeper. It was more sullen. Because she was trying to get that kind of that postpartum voice going on yeah i don't know if that's an adjective (laughs) to use it is now but it was more sad and yeah you had to feel that way about winnie in order to carry out the book yes and then when you would get like the may mother's um introductory newsletter oh my god i love that voice it was like a high pitched it was happy i seriously thought there were three different narrators yeah at one point yeah i really really thought like wow this mm-hmm. woman committed and she gave each character their own voice, yeah. their own dialect. I mean, it was oh It was God. to the point of every time the newsletter voice came on, I wanted to record myself on Snapchat or Insta Insta story and make it sound like I was listening to a a motherhood like what to expect when you're expecting book. Right. Because that's how it was read. And it was read as like a self-help yeah. And perky and, oh, you're going to experience all these joys in motherhood. You know, yeah. it was really cool to listen to. And then switch over to the baby's crying again and I have to deal with this. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It was, oh my gosh, it was so good. And I think that all of, for all of the hype that this book has gotten, it is rightfully so. Rightfully so. Like this would be. One of those books I cannot wait to go see in the movie theater. Yes. Which is happening Ooh. with Carrie Washington. And you know what? Kristen could totally play one of the characters. Like, she's of that age group. Totally. I think she needs to play... Probably Francine. Francine. I, for me. Yeah. Francie. Yes. Yes. Or Colette. Uh, I don't know. I see Colette as more of a... Hmm... Mary Louise Parker. Who? Oh, fried green tomatoes, weeds. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. I or see. even like maybe even short hair. Who has a good cropped haircut? Um, Tilda Swinton. Oh. <laughs> 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 She'd play the May Mother. <laughs> Just descends from I'm, the sky. I'm the main mother or father. <laughs> you don't know and you don't want to know. 
who has a good short haircut? Any of any actor or actress could have could have a I short haircut. I mean, I guess haircut. we would be looking for actresses. Yeah. But there would be one actor who would play Token, and we're not going to spoil anything there. His name is Token, but because he's the only dad in the group of these main mothers. Matt Bomber. <laughs> per usual, we open the book to male <laughs> actors that could play a male character in a book. The only person there is Matt Bomber. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So what did you think about the intrinsicity? What is that word? Intricacies. 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 Yes. What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) All the book crap. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there were certain parts where you learn more about the characters through the different interactions that they have with other characters that were like sub characters in the Mm -hmm. book. So you learn more about Colette when you meet the the mayor, Teb. Oh, Tib. Which kind of name is Tib? Oh, Tib. What was his full name? Tebular. Tib? <laughs> Tebular. And then you you meet more of like Nell when she's talking to Ian, mm-hmm. which is like her, I don't even know what Ian was except annoying. Ugh. Uh, and then you get to know Francine more just by her interactions with everybody because she was like super sleuth. Yes. Like, she connected with everybody, and she committed. She did. She was like, Ooh. when she got that guy at the bar, she was like, oh, I'm going to act like um, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to ask you, like, 100 different questions. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I, I waiting, get it, Francine. I was waiting for her to blow it. Yes. And not that kind not of blow. Not just it, but, like, mm-hmm. also just the entire cover. Because, I mean... So, Francie, throughout the book, you think that she's kind of, like, a nitwit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to put it, like, very late. Because she's Southern. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of, like, plays into that stereotype a little mm-hmm. bit where she will just, like, kind of go off the rails a little bit more than the other two, really. And she doesn't really keep herself composed as well as Colette and Nell. And Winnie's just, like, MIA the entire time, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, well, she so- she lapped up. <laughs> Because that's, that's the first half of the book, you don't know where she. You don't is. know where she is. You and, don't know where she went. And it's in the prologue. It's like I'm in a jail cell. Yeah. So you're like, okay, our main <laughs> character does this. Mm-hmm. So automatically, you go into the book being like, okay, the mother did this. She's guilty, mm-hmm. and we're just going to. The mystery is to find out why, where, and how she did it. Mm-hmm. But that's where the twist comes in. That's the twist. So anyway. Francie's more of, like, a dim character, but she was really into the Scooby-Dooing. Yes. I mean, she was, like, Fred, Daphne, and Velma all put together. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite character, though, was Colette, because I loved her interactions with her husband, because she was just, like, you know, he would be like, hey, babe, let's go have sex. And she'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? I'm going to do a hard pass. And then she said, do I ever bother you when you're working? And he was like, if you do bother me, I would be welcoming it. You yeah. know, and I just love their interaction because it wasn't you as a, as a listener. I was like, oh, gosh, they're going to get a divorce or there's some jealousy. And there was some jealousy because her husband was this, you know, acclimated like, um, 
author and she was still trying to make her way into she was a ghostwriter ghost and so she was trying to make her, her way into it and so there was that competition between the two but you for me it didn't feel like they were against each other i just like their their react or their um relationship throughout all of the women yeah nell was she got on my nerves a little bit she was my least favorite actually she was my, one of my favorite voices, but my least favorite, favorite character. Mm. See, I really liked Nell a mm. lot because I thought that she was, like, the perfect amount of, like, snarky. She didn't give any Fs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And she really put people in their in their places. She did. I did like that part about her. Like, when she almost got fired and she was like, uh, no, Ian, I would like you to be escorted out of my office. Ah, now. Yes, I was like, it. snaps, snaps. I was like, Nell, you are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And I liked Francie. So it's like I liked all the women together. And it was more I, – I was also getting this Leanne Mori- Moriarty feel. Yeah. Of It was like a slow burn. It was all these women and their relationships and how they all connect. But there's something hidden that you have to uncover. Yes. And I loved that part about this book. That and it was really faster. I, think, I feel like it was faster paced. Yeah. Then, oh, don't even get me started on Truly Madly Guilty or whatever Ugh. that book is called. Ugh. But it was kind of in the vein of Big Little Lies where it was very fast paced. There was never a moment where you're just like, all right, come on, get to it. Yeah. We get it. We just get it. Just let it happen. It jumps in and right from the prologue, you get some information and then it jumps into chapter one. And that that chapter, that first chapter was just, it hooked me. Yeah. Like if the prologue didn't get me all the way – that first chapter really did. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. it was, oh my God, it was so good. So good. I mean, it was like terrifying mm-hmm. almost. And the themes that the book represented, I mean, there, of course, motherhood, we've already touched on that, but it was just how society places this pressure on mothers. It, pre- it places a pressure on women in general to be mothers. And I really liked that message that the book was going for. To be that perfect mother, what is a perfect mother? Yeah. And why criticize someone else's decisions for what they do? Who cares? They had one night out. She found a babysitter. Mm -hmm. She trusted the babysitter. Mm -hmm. Who cares? She made a decision that was good for her. Yeah. And more so than that, just diving into the things leading up to motherhood, like being a single mom Mm -hmm. and how that is a stigma still. Yeah. Having a C-section. Because that's a big one where mm-hmm. you – a, a lot of people, they don't even look at people who have given birth as giving birth. Exactly. They don't see them as mothers if they had a C-section. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'd like to see you with your organs all splayed out on a table and exactly. see if that's not childbirth and, yes. and motherhood. Like, if I have to sit there and for weeks to heal, I think that's a pretty yeah. darn – good recognition of being a mother uh yeah i think it's a great mother a motherhood moment when you can get on trampoline and you don't pee a e- little exactly Ugh. and it also talked about the idea of mental health mm-hmm. which i also appreciated because i was very worried in the beginning of the book i was like they're gonna make this mother have postpartum depression and that was it and they took this concept of postpartum and they used it and they said, this is the problem. She definitely she definitely did this crime because she has postpartum and postpartum is evil and you're a monster if you have it. But in the end, they were just like, postpartum happens. Yeah. And we have to come together to figure out a way to not stigmatize it so much. Yeah. And I, that's why I like this book. 
in that mental health aspect. Yeah. I I have to say that I really liked listening to this in this day and age when we have this new resurgence of mommy critics mm-hmm. where everybody, male, female, motherless, mm-hmm. uh, childless. Yeah. Um, Stay-at-home dads. Stay-at-home dads. They all like to put in their two cents about something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be a stay-at-home dad still. Like, it's still very much, like, looked down upon. It's like, why aren't you working, providing for your family? Yeah. This is a great book to kind of put that into perspective. It doesn't shove it down your throat. No. It just makes you look at it and be like, yeah, why is that the way it is? Mm-hmm. Why are these mothers being criticized for going out for one night after they've been inside for six weeks? Mm-hmm. Caring for a child. Why are they being looked at as bad? Mm-hmm. Are we never supposed to leave our kids? Mm-hmm. My mom went back to work. Yeah. Yeah, she had to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. And it also touched on the fact that like not all, motherhood, like having a baby sometimes really does suck. Mm-hmm. Like it's not all cracked up to, to be pictures that you see on social media and stories that you read about in magazines. Mm-hmm. It is annoying sometimes. Yeah. And I liked how this book reflected that Mm -hmm. and showed us like, yeah, it's okay to be upset as a mother. Yeah. It's okay to go walk around Ikea for two hours. Exactly. Because you just want to escape and it calms your kid down. Exactly. I think that was, that's a very good point about the social media because that was something that they didn't shove down our throats much, Mm -hmm. but it's something that you and I see in our everyday of people only sharing the beautiful sometimes they'll share like the diaper blowouts but it's always as a joke it's always yeah. being like oh look at me i'm sharing the fact that my kid pooped its diaper and it leaked out mm-hmm. and it's like but that's still that's still like in your world kind of just a funny perfection we're mm-hmm. not seeing you have your hands full in walmart mm-hmm. we're not seeing you losing your mind and just like needing five minutes of peace yeah like you're not showing that because you don't think that that's what people want to see we're not seeing you fight with your significant other saying it's your time to get him yeah it's your time to go get her out of her bed she's crying for you exactly and i think that's something that people in our generation need to be more comfortable with sharing because Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the reasons why people feel like they can openly criticize yeah if they see something that is not anything that they shared before they forget about all those bad times mm-hmm. and they only think of those good times. Exactly. So what were you doing when you were listening to this book? I was editing. Oh, nice. I got through a lot of editing. This was a book that I do not think that you should do a lot of extra work when you're listening to it. Exactly. Because you do have to pay attention. This is a good road trip book though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed it on my commutes. Um, I listened to it when I was cooking breakfast mostly because, you know, I got a long, large breakfast. <laughs> a long and large. <laughs> you know, because I got to do something Mondays and Wednesday mornings. <laughs> but it was a great book to listen to when you're doing something that doesn't re- require mental health strain. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I could not do this when I was doing bills or yeah doing work at work for you know doing paperwork at work so definitely thinking that this book is a great road trip book anytime that there was any extra words or letters involved in what i was looking at 
I immediately lost my place in the book. Mm -hmm. Couldn't think. I would come back 10 minutes later because I would have left it running. And it was at a part that I just did not understand. Like I couldn't comprehend where we were at. I had to rewind for whole chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, this is definitely a book that you have to pay attention to. But the best thing about this book is that it's a book you want to pay attention to. Yes, yes. And the nine hours and 25 minutes felt very short. Yes. I was like, yeah, I love these books when they're kind of daunting. And I mean, nine hours isn't horrible, Mm -hmm. but it's still nine hours of your life Mm -hmm. when it felt like five. Yeah. I mean, it really took you into a different world, into Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. Yes. Which I really liked. Mm -hmm. And Kristen had this way like with her reading that – it made it feel fast, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. It made it feel like there was multiple narrators that we were listening to. And if it if you thought that you could speed it up in order to get it done faster, you're you were wrong. No. Mm-mm. Like I tried to take it up to 1.5 um yesterday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was doing a disservice to Kristen's reading. Yeah. I listened to it one point one point two five. And that was as far as I could go. Yeah. Because I was in my head, I was like, I don't want to slow. I don't want to speed this up because I want to get all of the story. I want to get every detail. Exactly. And I felt bad if I sped it up. Yeah. Like the book I'm reading right now, See You in the Cosmos. It's really cute. But I'm reading it on two speed. Okay. Because I can and I don't really need to hear every single detail. Right. Even though it's a really good produced book and we should probably visit it on an episode. Okay. It's really cute. Okay. But um but this book I was just like no I want to go I want to go slow I want to get everything cuz if I get if I miss something the it's story's gone. done. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be as enjoyable. Yeah, that's how I felt. What did you think and we're not going to spoil it just spoiler alert there that we're not going to spoil it. Ooh. What do you think of the twist? The twist for me came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I don't Did lo- we meet that character? I don't remember. Not much. She was always in the background. Yeah. And I don't like story. I don't like twists like that. I think that's why I gave it a four out of five on Goodreads is because the twist came out of nowhere. It was a great twist. I just wish we would have had more clues throughout the book. Yeah. Because there was one part she was like, I did this. I did A, B, and C. (laughs) And she like explained how she got away with it. Yeah. For so long. Yeah. But I was like, how are you going to explain something we never even We didn't know questioned. any of that. Yeah, like, we didn't question any of it. We didn't see you. I don't even think that we knew who you were. Yeah. Like, it happened, and I was like, who is this? I was like, who does, who does be? Who, who, who does be? What is, what is happening? What's your right name? Here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only problem that I had with the book, but... It was a great twist because they did explain everything. And oh my I God, love, it was so creepy. I love books that explain things. If I didn't get it, then I'm like, okay, I must have oh, missed something. Yeah. And it makes me kind of think, I want to go back and listen to it again to see those parts that she or he explained away. Yes. It was a great explanation. Yes. Like, it made me have chills. I was like. Was, when they, when they, when she or he was <laughs> explaining and I was like, did she, did she, he, he, what, what now did say, did they just use a flower bag? <laughs> <laughs> did she, he, they, don't she, she? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like, what flower? Oh my gosh. It was good. It was good. 
I have seen a lot of reviews where people were confused by, by the ending in the last 30 seconds, the last page. Which we were as well. We were as well. And I'm curious. I wonder why. Yeah, I would like an explanation from Amy on this. Amy, if you're listening. Amy Malloy, author of The Perfect Mother. <laughs> if you listen to Audio Shelf or read any of your reviews, I'd like to know if there is like an idea of revisiting these characters. Mm-hmm. Because or or just like I don't know. This was a, like a one and done kind of book. Yeah. But like the last 30 seconds of the one character just being like, oh, share your birth story. And like in her own head, like mm-hmm. thinking of these things. I want to know, was that a clue that maybe she also isn't mentally sound? Mm-hmm. Like, and like that, maybe she's also suffering from yeah. postpartum. And that's an interpretation that you could – maybe that's the point the author is trying to make. Yeah. Is like everyone can have their own interpretation. Yeah. For instance, my interpretation was that like it was kind of an external one because it was more about how the author came up with the story is I imagined Amy Malloy just sitting there and saying, okay, I have this vision of this woman who has all these societal like pressures coming at her, like all these words, all these sentences – and I want to build a story off of that. Yeah. But where do I put that image that I have in my head? Why don't I just put it at the end and then end up there? Yeah. And so that's how I saw that part. But you're right. It could be interpreted as she has some mental health, health issues that need to be worked on. Yeah. Or maybe she knew about everything more than she knew about. You know, there's yeah. all these different things that could come up. Yes. And that's where I was like okay, I want more information. I I want another minute. Yes. Like, I just need one more minute with these characters. Mm -hmm. And this was a book that, honestly, when I got to the end, I knew it a quarter of the way through the book. Once I was finished this book, I would be mourning the loss of me listening to this book. Yes. Like, I was going to be very sad that I was finished it Mm -hmm. because it – was a powerful it was like the couple next door level yes, yes. of book so yes. i oh my gosh and the cover the cover i'm like all over the place with this book guys. i could not figure out the cover is, is it was it was it broken uh, broken vase with cut up flowers vase vase do you say vase all the time vase no i say vase yeah i say vase, vase. sometimes i say vase and sometimes I say balls. <laughs> yes, balls. Yes, balls. Um. Okay. So it's definitely broken pieces of glass and flowers. I think. Okay. So there's a rose. I see it from afar. And there's like a lilac. Yes. And there's some like green, which green. has to be leaves. But what is the meaning of flowers? I guess birth Flower flowers. Child. Flowers like you know you grow things. That's what you do. Is you grow babies in your belly. And then it, they break mm-hmm. because they're not fragile, but... Mm-hmm. Putting all the pieces together. Because you're trying to put your baby back together. Throwing glass stones at glass houses, but glass vases. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but I really like it. I love the pops of red. I yes. love the pops of green. I um, like the unsure... It makes me feel just uneasy. Yeah. It makes me feel like 
There's trouble ahead. There is trouble afoot, Captain. <laughs> There's a lot of fodder going on. Yeah, a lot of bungling. <laughs> but yes, 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 yes. Mm. So the cover is beautiful. Love it. Live for it. Would take it in a pack of five if they sold it at Costco. Exactly. Uh, so are we going to move on to the big question here? Sure. Are we going to shove this or are we going to shove this? Well, Dang. I mean, if we it, shoved it, we'd be real stupid. I mean, that would be <laughs> that would be shady. We just praise this book to whatever is higher than the heavens. Yes. Um, And then we would shove it. Yeah, that's not even like, possible. That doesn't even make logical sense. Mm-hmm. So we're going to shelf it. Yay, we both did it. Yes, thank <gasps> God. Yes. We finally worked after hey. years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to shelf it. Mm-hmm. And so we think you should too if this is your kind of book. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great debut for this author. Is it her debut? Yeah, it's her debut. <gasps> oh my god, it's I a debut, and it was like an instant classic, yes. instant bestseller, she, and she, she gets a movie. Yes, she reminds me of Cheryl Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to be saying that like that. <laughs> it's like jalapenos. <laughs> oh my gosh! If for some reason we ever got Sherry on the show, she's like, gonna be interview, like, she's gonna be like, so Brad. What's my name? <laughs> say my name. Say my name. Sherry Lopinus. Sherry Lopinus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's never going to be on the show. She restraining order. Mm. Mm. Anyway, if you want to stay up to date with all that we are doing and if we review another Amy Malloy book in the future, please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. And follow us on Instagram at Audio shelf underscore podcast. And if you want this book plus another book for free, please go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. You get two free books. Two! I mean, Amy only has one, but you can wait until she has two. Two. You only have 30 days, so you might want yeah, to you might need find to somebody else. Find another book. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Get a Sherry LaPena book. Yes. 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 <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. You can find us pretty much everywhere now. Mm-hmm. So hit that subscribe button. Except for Spotify. I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. Uh, anyway. No one likes Spotify anyway. No. I mean, I listen to it at work. Just do Google Music. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because we're on Google Music. We are. Mm. Mm. Well, until next time, all you mothers, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. You want to talk about mothers. It's mother time. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. (laughs) That's pretty classic. I I can't beat that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's her name? Christine? Christina? Kristen? 
Kristen. I didn't know how to end that. <laughs> All you mothers. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. It's Mother Time. Oh, you want to talk about mothers? <laughs> you want to talk about mothers? <laughs>